The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a confession. This may or may not be a surprise uh, to some listeners, but... Elvira was actually one of my first, like, fictional crushes. If, you know, as, as, as kids become teenagers, I, I know a friend whose little brother was just, like, obsessed with Prince, Princess Leia from Star Wars. He was like, I'm going to go ahead and marry Princess Leia one day. And I'm like, well, dude, she's in her 70s and probably going to die soon. And uh, lo and behold, that came true. By the time he was 18, I'm pretty sure that she was buried in a giant Prozac uh, urn. But uh, that's just how it is sometimes. And uh, Cassandra Peterson was was it for me. And Elvira uh, saw her in a movie, I think, on TNT when I was like eight or nine. Kind of set the course for the type of women I was into. And here we are today. But enough about me and uh, stuff you really didn't want to learn about. Welcome back to the Second Brain Comics podcast. I am your humble, humble host, Remzo W. Martinez. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at HeyRemzo. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow the show at Second Print Pod. Uh, the miraculous Mr. Mark Clare is taking a much needed break. So we get to continue Spooktober the only way I know how by going through a collection of horror stories. So far, we have covered uh, the first appearance of Blade, Tomb of Dracula, issue 10, a few episodes back. We also went ahead and covered. Werewolf by Night, issue one, and right before that, easing us into spooky season at the end of September, uh, Mark and one of our Kirby Club members, Eric, produced an episode covering the new series, Something is Killing the Children. We even went down kind of a spiral covering the viral sensation known as Bully McGuire, yes, Degenerate Derek from my other podcast, On the Run, uh, 
came on and we covered some very, very peak millennial humor. Some of you got it. Some of you don't. Bully McGuire don't care. He's going to go ahead and rub some dirt in your eye. Well, we are continuing with the theme. But before I go ahead and jump onto that, please, if you enjoy the program, if you want more of the show after the show, go ahead and support both Mark and myself at patreon.com slash secondprintpod so we can keep delivering you this fresh, fresh comic book nerd culture goodness with exclusive content, private Facebook groups, uh, monthly chats with Mark and I, and at certain levels, we even go ahead and send you hardcover, shrink-wrapped graphic novels to your door every couple of months. You can even go ahead and produce an episode of the show at certain levels. So please go ahead and consider supporting the show today if you want more of the show after the show at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Today we are covering a story that is kind of... Uh, a curveball for many SPC listeners. Typically, we try and stick within the superhero genre, but we're kind of diving into something which is a way, way throwback for me. One of the first comic books my father got me was an Archie Comics comic book from a local grocery stand. My dad actually bought them for himself. My dad collected Archie Comics as a kid. He was a comic book collector, much like token Uncle Brody, who you heard um, recently go over the first appearance of Blade with me. Both my father and my uncle collected comic books. But my dad was into Archie, and he went ahead and bought himself one day a whole bunch of Archie comics. My dad was a young junior officer in the Army. We didn't have a lot of money. My dad didn't spend a lot on himself, but one of the few guilty pleasures he would have is buying himself some comics every once in a while. And I would always get dad's comics, and eventually that went ahead and also helped spur my attention before I would go visit my Uncle Brody one summer, and then he was like, here are boxes and boxes and boxes of comics, and it was just comic book heroin for the teenage soul. And that's how we ended up here today. Um, But I've always had kind of a soft spot for Archie. I liked the Archie cartoon movies that would appear on Cartoon Network and stuff like that. I always thought it was funny how, you know, he was basically a player without being a player. He had both those honeys, Betty and Veronica, with him. And over the years, I've been Team Betty, Team Veronica, Team Betty, Team Veronica. And uh, I'm just like, you know what? We live in a very progressive era, Archie. Why not have them both? Huh? Why not? Why not? You could do it, man. They seem okay with the idea. They might like it. Uh, but no, uh, Veronica don't share. Betty don't share either. I think that's why the it's been going on for years. But anyway, Archie has not always been the most popular comic. I don't even really know how they put out so many Archie comic books. But in the mid-2010s, they went ahead and took Archie in a few different directions. One, they had kind of like the multiverse of Archie, where you had one Archie series called Archie Loves Betty, where Archie marries Betty. And then you had Archie Loves Veronica, where he married Veronica. And it was basically two parallel universes in which, you know, he married one of the two. And they all had pretty long runs, and people liked it for some reason. Then, at some point in main Archie canon, they killed Archie in both universes. And at that point, they reset Archie. They tried doing some weird manga thing with him that didn't work out. Then they had a weird turn around the time that the Riverdale series came out called Archie Undead, in which basically Riverdale is overrun by the supernatural and zombies. And Archie has largely, oddly, been a horror comic the last uh, five, ten years. And I I would capture some of the reviews online and read it, and they, they were doing some pretty good stuff. Archie was actually selling. 
So lo and behold, they actually started an imprint within the Archie multiverse of comic books called Archie Horror, where if you want the horror modern type of Archie, you can go ahead and collect the Archie Horror books, and then they're still publishing. I guess they went back in continuity, and now they're just giving the same old Archie books that you were that your parents were reading in like you know the 70s and 80s. So there's a flavor of Archie for everyone. But this one caught my attention. I was in Annapolis, Maryland, um, uh, about a month ago. Some of you remember. Uh, dealing with some family stuff, and I went over to my favorite comic book store, Third Eye Comics, and as I was going through collecting a stack to read while I was hanging out in the hospital with my wife and my mother-in-law, I went ahead and saw something which kind of caught that 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 young part of me again. I thought I was staring at Elvira, but no, I was staring at Chilling Adventures in Sorcery. It's a one-shot, so it's number one, Chilling Adventures in Sorcery. This cover has a very macabre 1950s element. Uh, you see a woman with a long black hair and a slinky dress, very Elvira-like, and she's got blood coming down the side of her cheek. Kind of horrifying, kind of sexy. But I was like, you know what? It's it's getting into Halloween. Might as well pick up a horror book, right? Especially since it's, you know, it, it captures that B-film, that B-movie era I like from the 50s, um, that Universal Monsters era. So to my surprise, it turned out to be an Archie book. And this is basically a satire of the Elvira character that many of you know and love. So I picked it up, and going through it, I was rather surprised. So we're going to go ahead and cover that today. Chilling Adventures in Sorcery, featuring Madam Satan. You know, a better podcaster would give you actual music. You you get me. And um, my... my So anyway, we open the first page, and what we see is that we're in hell. The river sticks, to be exact. And um, what you see is that there's this woman who looks like mm, Satana from Marvel Comics, I'd say. In this one, she looks more like Satana. And uh, she's on this little boat that's going through the river sticks, and she's yelling at what looks like the Grim Reaper. And she's like, lost? What the hell do you mean we're lost? And the Grim Reaper there is like, it's my first day on the job. And she's like, how is that possible? And he's like, I'm just an intern. Everyone got sick. I'm sorry. So, you know, the waves are everywhere. It looks like this boat's about to um, to uh, sink. And I'll, I'll, I'll tease this a little bit now. Basically, Madam Satan is trying to get out of hell. Somehow she got trapped in hell, and she's in hell, and she's trying to get out of hell. So she's, like, really, really getting mad at, uh, at, at this intern reaper. And she's like, no, you idiot, not that. I mean, how, did it even get, how is it even possible to get lost? It's a river. You're on a river. You only have to go one way. And he's like, yeah, well, come on. I don't really think that's fair. And... Next thing you know, he goes ahead and opens, I'm sorry, he, uh, he pulls back his hood, and what you see is you see Archie. So imagine my surprise when I'm like, this is not the Archie books that my dad used to go ahead and buy. Archie's face is all fucked up. He looks like he's just been mauled to death. And uh, at this point, he's introducing himself to Madam Satan. He's like, I'm Archie, by the way, and I'm trying to be the best I can over here. This store makes it impossible to keep straight. Not to mention the current and headwinds you wouldn't believe. And she's like, oh, come on. And he's like, yeah, plus this frog. And she starts freaking out. She's like, stay back, stay back. 
And as he's walking towards her, the boat starts flipping and he's like, well, I mean, we're talking zero visibility whatsoever. And let's not forget the pressure. I mean, it would really kill us to have an honest conversation about mental health in the workplace. And she's like, no, stay back, stay back. And he's like, please, I've already let my pride be my downfall. I need this. And as he walks over, um, she's she basically has these powers where she could turn into like a demon type thing. And as she tries to basically like jump off the boat, she ends up falling in and she turns into like this skeleton creature. And at this point, this is where we go ahead and get our first vignette story, basically, because it's kind of like the Crypt Keeper. It's kind of like Elvira, where, um, you know, you've got the overarching story, but you have some like side stories here and there. Think of it like Pulp Fiction, if you don't understand what I'm saying. But basically, now she learns how Archie died and became a reaper carrying souls along the river Styx in hell. But basically, uh, as we go back in time, we see that Archie is volunteering at this arcade. He's basically like the night watchman or whatever. He's a security guard. And he's just like, uh, you know, this place is really creepy. He's FaceTiming Betty and Veronica. And Veronica's teasing him. He's, she's like, are you sure you're not just afraid of the dark, Mr. Security Guard, man? And he's like, what? No, you think I would have taken this job if I was? I mean, you, you, I mean you're telling me there's something else in this building? And uh, they're like, yeah, I mean, you understand how weird it sounds that you think that something thinks something's following you around, right? And he's like, look, I've been going to this arcade since I was nine, and I've never seen anything like this before. So it's getting all Willy's Wonderland-like. So this story is called Archie Living On Part-Time. And as he's walking around, he's still FaceTiming them. And next thing you know, this face hugger thing attacks him out of nowhere. And he's freaking out. And Betty and Veronica go ahead and see him through the phone. And he, they're just like, oh, my God, geez, what is that? So Archie like pulls this like alien face hugger thing off of his face and they're all like freaking out because he dropped his phone. So he like pulls it off, starts stomping on it, kills it. And he's like, oh, oh, it's OK, I'm, I'm here. And he looks over, pulls out his phone to get, turn on its flashlight. And next thing you know, um, it turns out to be one of the animatronics. He's like, oh, my God, it's I thought it was a raccoon, but no. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, it's, it's squammy. 
And they're like, uh, I don't think that's a word. And Archie's like, no, no, no. Uh, Betty is like, no, no, Squamiwam. It's his name. I've had that weird face stuck in my head since forever. He's one of the arcade's mascots. So Squamiwam is basically like a, Jimmy, a Jiminy Cricket if he was a caterpillar. And his name is Squamiwam because they, they need to be somewhat original. So basically the animatronics are coming alive. So Archie is just like, see, it doesn't make any sense. These things are trying to kill me. And uh, Veronica's just like, oh, come on. If there's more, we need to get you out of there now. And he's like, whatever made that sound is between me and the exit. And Betty is like, hey, do you remember the story the kids used to tell about the arcade? And Archie starts telling us, it's not a haunted arcade machine. Reggie made that story to scare us. Like, these things aren't evil monster squammies, right? I mean, insane problems call for insane solutions. And it's like, come on. Have we got any better ideas? So at this point, he's trying to figure out the source of what is occurring. And what he sees is that there's this one lone game in the middle of the arcade that is on. And as he walks closer, it's kind of like Pac-Man. He looks down at the character. And the character inside the game is him. He's Pac-Man. It's a little digitized 8-bit Archie. And he only has two lives left. So at this point... He, um, you know, he starts thinking, oh, my gosh, the, the reason why I got scared earlier, the reason why I blacked out, I know why. I know why I blacked out. And he looks and he has only two out of his three video game lives left. So at that point, uh, Betty is like, what do you mean? And Archie's like, I'll tell you when I get back. Like they always say, third time's a charm, right? And as he turns around, all the animatronics are there. And they leap down and kill him and blood spatters all over his smartphone. And Betty and Veronica are screaming. Basically, Archie has decided that he's going to use his last couple lives to kill all the animatronics inside the arcade. And that's it. Only a couple pages, but I mean, come on. This is not the Archie I grew up with. This is straight up Willy's Wonderland stuff. I love it. Um, Short story. But it gets the point across as to how Archie basically ended up in hell. So now we get back to Madam Satan. She's looking like her, you know, 10 out of 10 self. And she's no longer a, a creepy, like, you know, demon skeleton. She's washed up on shore. And next thing you know, what do you see? She's being um, greeted by a three-headed wolf. And she also happens to have, like, this little parrot sidekick. It's basically like the skeleton of a parrot on fire. And um, we, we get a little bit of her monologue, and she's like, that ferry driver is lucky that he's already dead. Ah, this is what we get for, lower, for lowering hiring standards. And um, at this point, she looks up at the wolves, and she's looking at her parrot flame skeleton bird sidekick, and she's like, don't make any noise. And he starts going, squaw, squaw. And she's like, ah, is it because you hate me? So the wolves start chasing them and chasing them. And she's trying to use her powers to go ahead and create basically this uh, little portal that can go ahead and take the waves from the water and blast them. And as that starts going on, uh, you know, she's able to do it, but at this point, um, you know, she, she, she can only go so far. So she ends up basically deciding, you know, I'm going to go ahead and drown the wolves. So she does it. She succeeds. And she's like, I should step on you. And next thing you know, when we see this black, uh, caption from the side in a, in a speech bubble, and it's like, thank you, stranger, consider me in your debt. And Madam Satan turns around and she's like, who is that? Speak. And next thing you know, what do we see? We see zombie Jughead. 
at least Archie still had some flesh on him earlier when he was on the river sticks. But but Jughead is just a full on zombie. He's like, my name is Jughead Jones. And I got to tell you, I haven't had a decent meal in ages. That three headed mutt is always eating all the good leftovers. And she walks over and she's just like, well, you know, you're quite welcome, spirit. And I'll even give you the opportunity to repay me now. Um, I'm afraid I've gotten a bit lost. How does one reach the gates of hell from here? And he's like, well, past this marsh, there will be a, a road. All you have to do is walk toward the sound of the lamentations. You can't miss it. And she says, thank you, spirit. Ah, yeah, no problem. Tell me, how does one such as yourself end arrive in such a wretched place? And he's like, ah, oh, no way. She basically creates a pizza out of thin air using dark magic because Madam Satan's got a, got a soft spot. So she gives the pizza over to Jughead. He's like, you want to know how I got here, huh? Mm, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been so hungry you could eat anything? And now we're inside Jughead's story in the book, Midnight Snack. Basically, Jughead is in the middle of a massive burger eating contest at a local diner. Uh, I think it's Pop's Diner from the original Archie books. And at this point, he's just eating and eating and eating. So he ends up finishing the contest, but Jughead gets a little bit you know, full of himself. And he's like, no, I want more and more. So they go ahead and order him more burgers. And at this point, all his friends are just kind of concerned. And they're like, you know, Jughead, maybe you need to stop. And Jughead's just like, ah, well, maybe you're all just jealous of my skills. And Betty comes over to him and she's like, Jughead, please stop. This isn't healthy. And Jughead's like, fine, Betty, you don't think I can control myself? So he takes um, half a burger and he sticks it in a to-go bag. And he's like, there, I didn't eat everything. Happy? So he goes home. He goes ahead and puts the burger back in the fridge. And at that point, you know, he goes to the couch, passes out. You see him not feeling very well. Uh, He's sitting on the couch with his dog and he's been taking a bunch of antacid. He's just not feeling great. So he wakes up at one point, like around... 1 a.m., and what he hears is his voice coming from the kitchen. Jughead, 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 finish what you started in here. And I want to preface that each of the stories, like the one with Archie and the one with Jughead here, they all have different art styles. So this one is entirely in black and white, except for some coloring uh, coming from, you know, the, the dark voices, which is supposed to stand out as being more creepy. So Jughead walks over to the fridge, and he's like, hello. And next thing you know, the burger basically turns into a demon and eats Jughead. And that's the story. This one doesn't really leave much of the imagination. He straight up eats Jughead. And uh, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to hell, back to seeing Madam Satan. And she's back to, you know, walking towards the gates of hell so she can escape. And she's like, funny how even in death, the spirit's appetite was never sated pride and gluttony just two of the sins that live within the gates of hell and she gets there and she's like ah my salvation and within a few more steps i will leave this place and i will be evangelie porter principal of baxter high so basically the principal of archie's local high school is this really hot foxy woman who is actually madam satan so she basically yeah imagine having the devil as your principal at least she's hot though My high school principal was a dick. I told him that to his face at my graduation. It was pretty awesome. So she gets through the gates of hell, and she's back looking like her fine self sitting in her principal's office, and she's like, ha-ha, look, Crow, we did it. Beautiful, just beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. What do you think, Crow? And Crow actually now, since they're in, in, you know, our realm, 
is, um, you know, an actual crow in a cage. And uh, he's, you know, hawking and gawking and cocking. And he's not cocking like that. I'm like, caca, you know, that, that type of caca. And uh, at this point, she, she starts hearing something. And she's like, huh, don't you think it's apt? Wait a second. She was about to say, oh, it's beautiful being back in the real world, right? And uh, she starts hearing those voices like something is really screwed up outside. And she's just like, wait, what's that? And the voices are like, praise be, there is peace on earth. So she's like, oh, shit. Ah, oh, what has happened? No, no, no. And the voices go, he shall return. All hail Satan. All hail the Antichrist. The morning star has risen. And what you see is that Betty, Veronica, Jughead, everyone, they've turned into the four horsemen of death. I think you even see Sabrina, the teenage witch there. And all these demons are going around murdering people, like straight up, like eating feet, tearing hearts out, killing everyone in Riverdale. When she walked through the gates of hell, she didn't close them. So therefore, all of hell was able to end up on Earth. And that's it. That is literally it. Um... It's a short story. It's not even really a concise story. It takes that Elvira, you know, Tales from the Crypt type of angle with it. But, you know, I got this for a few bucks. I don't think it was the most expensive comic on the stands. I think it was like three bucks. And it it gave me some Archie that I never expected. And it was a little bit funny. I like the artwork and all the stories. It gave you that perfect Halloween vibe you want from something. And apparently the Archie, the Archie horror brand uh, is really focusing more on this uh, Archie undead aspect, what's going on of Madam Satan, who was a new character introduced to the Archieverse. She's taking that Elvira um, trope into the Archie comics. And I think they're also giving Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, her own series, which is more in line with what you're getting uh, if you have watched the uh, Chilling uh, chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, where it was outright way more horror. I like it because I'm a goth at heart, and uh, you know I think this is definitely something that you should get. I think you could read this with your kids. There wasn't too much sexiness. There wasn't too much horror. It's, uh, it's very PG level, but it was, it was fun. You know, sometimes you just want a fun comic. This was a good Sunday read. I'm going to go ahead and give the artwork a... Um, Uh, A 3 out of 10, it was good, not great. Nothing really stood out. I I do like the renderings. Of course, I think they get Madam Satan right on the cover and inside the story. Uh, Total bombshell, digging that. I like how they are able to make Archie and Jughead look different. I thought the way they did hell was uh, was pretty cool, but, you know, good, not great. 3 out of 5. For the story, the story is also just kind of here and there, but, you know, I'm going to give it a fun factor. This is great because I knew very little going in, and at the end of the day, I don't think this is meant to build upon anything else. You kind of understand where all the tropes are coming from. And, I mean, for an Archie book, that I mean, I don't think anyone can look at an Archie book and think, oh, there's something new coming out of this. Whereas this was very new to me. It, I mean, this is one of the best books I've read um, off the rack in a few months that are, where I'm like, I'm going to read this multiple times. I even got my wife to read it, and she enjoyed it. So on that alone, I'm actually going to go ahead and give this a 4 out of 5. I'm giving this a total score of 7 out of 10. Perfect Sunday read, especially during spooky season. Don't think I would read this um, outside of the Halloween, um, yeah, you know, Halloween-themed month, but, uh, you know, I dig it. And hopefully you will, too. Well, that's all she wrote, folks. As always, please go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to Second Print Comics across the World Wide Web. And we'll be back later next week. 
or later in the week if you tune into our Friday newsrooms. As always, I'm Remso W. Martinez reminding you, even if you're trapped in the river sticks, even if you're trapped with a three-headed wolf in hell, if there's one thing you can do, you better say it loud, say it proud, it's read comics and change the world. Good night, America. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.